Welcome to Breakaway in Worship. I stand in the midst of a beautiful church, one you're soon to hear all about. And I can't help but think of the song Sanctuary. Prepare me to be a sanctuary. We want to tell you today that worship cannot be contained into any kind of building. You can look out at open range or ocean, at mountains, deep valleys. You can worship wherever you are, however you are, because God is always ready to listen. God is always worthy of our praise. So let us now enter into this time together to worship our one and only amazing God. Let us do so now. Let us worship.
Hello friends, we are coming to you today from the First Presbyterian Church of Detroit. This is actually just a stone's throw up the street from Little Caesars Arena. It's a beautiful, large red brick church right off of Woodward Avenue. You've probably passed it many, many times and may not have even recognized it or noticed it. This church was built in 1889 and it was built by the very first Protestant congregation in the city of Detroit. That congregation was actually founded in 1816 by a gentleman of the name of the Reverend John Monteith, who was a recent graduate of the Princeton Theological Seminary, and was requested to come to Detroit to start a ministry by Father Gabriel Richard. So he moved from New Jersey and found himself in Detroit and founded the first Protestant congregation here in the area. Eventually, the Reverend Monteith went on to be the founding father of the University of Michigan. This beautiful sanctuary, which I wish that you could see more of, is part of the Historical National Registry, and it is also a part of the Mich it's a Michigan historical site. And the congregation that used to reside in this space was also the founder of Detroit's Harper Hospital in 1861. Us Presbyterians like to pride ourselves on our education and also our service to the community. And what better way to start to serve your community than to open a whole hospital? Unfortunately, that congregation has long since left this place and I don't believe that congregation exists anywhere else in the city. But now, Ecumenical Theological Seminary resides in this space. And in this particular sanctuary is where graduations are held every year and convocations and special services. 
It's unfortunate to think that at one time there was an incredibly vibrant congregation that inhabited these walls, and now it is no longer here. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the many European cathedrals, these places that were just huge and enormous and built with such grandeur. And most of them do not have congregations that thrive there. They are now just stops along a tourist path. It's a good reminder to us that our hope cannot be found in simply the bricks and mortar of a building. Stained glass, as beautiful as it may be, just simply holds no life. Pews can't offer you comfort or an embrace when you need it. This is a great reminder to us that the vibrancy of a church lies in its people, in its collective heartbeat for mission and service, in its desire to seek Jesus and his kingdom and to want nothing more than to sit at his feet and to learn from him and to serve with him. A few months ago, when we were a few months into COVID, a congregation member came into the church to have a part in the Sunday worship service. And she said that it was the first time that she had been in the building in months. And it was hard and it was sad for her but it was also an exciting moment for her to be able to come back into the building. And it struck me right then and there that this has been an incredibly painful time. And, it, and I realized that I have taken for granted the fact that I get to be at the church every single day, but many of you cannot, and you have been abruptly removed from your place of worship. And it's heartbreaking and it's sad and I am so sorry that you are going through that. We've been forced to give up worship as we know it in our home churches, wherever they may be, in our pews that we love so much, surrounded by the sights and the sounds that have always drawn us closer to God, gathered around other people that we know and we love. I remember three years ago, Christmas Eve, when it fell on a Sunday morning and we had a Sunday morning worship service and we incorporated service to our community within the service itself and the church quite literally left the building to go serve our community. And that's always been a mantra of ours at Rosedale that the church is not the building, but the church is service to others. And Kelly remind us, reminded us all very early on during this pandemic that the church is not the building. And we all know and understand that now more than ever. Yet it still hurts, doesn't it? To be removed from a place that is so special to us. And I'm so sorry for the pain that many of you are feeling. I feel like I say this phrase frequently, and the phrase is this, this is one of my favorite verses in all of scripture, <laughs> followed by some scripture verse of some sort. So here I go again. This is one of my favorite verses in scripture, and it comes towards the end of Genesis, and it simply says this, and Israel, also known as Jacob, worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. 
Now, let me give you a little bit of a background. Jacob, as we know, is one of the founding fathers of our faith, and he is one of the men that God chose to create his people that would inhabit the earth. And he had uh, many sons, one including Joseph. And the Joseph that I'm referring to is the Joseph of the amazing Technicolor dream coat that we are all so familiar with. And, jo and Jacob, towards the end of his life, ended up in Egypt where Joseph was because much of the rest of the Middle East was under a severe famine. So they had to move to Egypt where Joseph had been able to save the area from this severe famine. So all of Joseph's family moved down there, yet Jacob never felt at home there. And he had one simple dying wish, that he would not be buried in Egypt, but that Joseph would promise to take him back to his home country. And after Joseph made that solemn vow to his father Jacob, Jacob's simple response in that moment was just to lean on the top of his staff and worship. I love that simplicity, just the reminder that you can just worship right where you are. Yet thank God, thank God, Jesus still meets us right where we are at. He comes to worship with us right where we are. And now, more than ever, we are all learning this lesson. Like Jacob, who simply worshiped while leaning on his staff, we each can worship right where we are, in the driver's seat of our vehicles, at our desk in the office, or at school, or at home, at our kitchen table, at a picnic table, on a ball field, at the gym, running along a trail through the woods. We can worship while standing in line at the grocery store. We can worship while standing in line at the bank. We can worship anywhere. And right now, as you all know, we have no other choice. But the beauty of it all is that the only place that we can't worship right now is inside of a building. We can worship anywhere else we want. We've been forced in these days to consider new ways of worship and will continue to be forced to do so, and that's okay. It's hard to think of worship without choir or singing, yet unfortunately, this is our current reality. And now we're just simply sitting in this holding pattern. We're waiting. We're waiting for this pandemic to end, waiting for life to get back to normal, whatever that means. We wait. And while we wait, let us worship. Let us worship where we are. And in the waiting, we will trust God and we will be reminded of his faithfulness and we will rely on his promises. And because of this, we will continue to worship right where we are. We have been made to worship in community. That is a fact. But at the heart, we have simply been made to worship. God bless you all. See you soon.
Let us pray. Lord Jesus, Emmanuel, for you are indeed with us. We worship you. You surround us with your presence in this place. You surround us, each one of us, from wherever we are. Your love is real. We know that you feel every joy and every pain that we experience. Your love enfolds us in your peace. We pray for peace. Your grace, your mercy, it will never cease to amaze us. How incredible it is to know that you are for us, that we are not alone. And in those moments when we feel like all we're doing is waiting, waiting for COVID to end, waiting to begin again, we know that you are the God of the wait and the in-between, that your love, your joy, your peace, your grace, your mercy is ever-present. You are worthy of our praise as we worship you this day. Amen. We just had the opportunity of listening to this amazing song by the artist's name of John Waller. And let's revisit some of those lyrics. He says, I'll move ahead, bold and confident. I will take every step in obedience. While I wait, I will serve you. While I wait, I will worship you. And that's exactly where we are right now, my friends. We are in this holding pattern, a time of waiting. And we are, and while we wait, we get to serve our amazing Savior, Jesus Christ. While we wait, we get to worship our amazing Savior, Jesus Christ. And we get to worship him wherever we may be. So go into this, the rest of this day with joy and with confidence, reminding yourself that you can worship wherever you are. And Jesus Christ is right there with you. God bless you. Amen. Amen.